I'm Rachel Galligan, and I got next. You next up, and you ain't been on sports like talk. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, you better hit him up. Look, we breaking it to you up next. Keep the coins go hard. Rise a star on the big scene. Make them know who you are. You don't break the sway. Don't set up for less. They put you through that test. Your resume that flex. Who got next? Who got next? SLT, first they go. Who got next? Who got next? Living my dreams and all your goals. Who got next? Who got next? You can ask me, Joe, or head coach. Who got next? Who got next? You next up, so here's my vote. SLT Nation, welcome back to another fire episode of Sports Life Talks. You got next a platform that gives exposure to the voices of tomorrow. That's right. We are celebrating the rising stars in our community who are doing big things and living out big dreams. And ladies and gentlemen, oh, wait, we got a special one for you tonight. It is my pleasure to bring in probably one of the first Hall of Famers to ever don the show to sit down and rock with us. We got her, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how, but we got one of the dopest color analysts, basketball analysts, writers, and a Hall of Famer. And she's 6'2", so she can still probably body you right now and put some on you, put that work on you. Welcome to the show, Rachel Galligan. How you doing today, Rachel? Man, you just like automatic smile all over my face. I appreciate you guys for having me on. It's a pleasure. Love the energy. Love everything you're doing. So I'm just, I'm thrilled to be here right now. Oh, I'm more thrilled than you. I'm more thrilled than you right now because uh, I just I, I can't wait to learn more about you. It just unpackaged this new box. Just I don't know. This feels like I, like a kid at Christmas right now. <laughs> hey, and listen, if this is your first time checking us out, joining our show, first and foremost, thank you for checking us out. Welcome to the show. I am your host, the mouth of the South B. Jones. Mr. Yeet is in the building, rocking alongside of my brother from another mother, the head coach, KT. Kev, I know you're going to say the same corny line, but I'm going to give you the opportunity. How do you consistently go out and find us these mesmerizing, I mean, these just polarizing, talented individuals that come on in and tell their stories, man? So you're trying to say that Steffi Sorsen is, is uh, with Goofy and all that? <laughs> no, you know, you normally know, be like, just slide in the DM. Just well, slide in the DM. Well, no, B. Jones, this is a nomination episode. Oh, sound the alarm. We got a nomination video. Shout out to Steffi Sorsen. If you don't, uh, if you haven't seen that episode, please go check out the episode. It's part of the archives right now. But uh, and listen, before we get started, we got to ask all of our new listeners, all of our new uh, people who are joining us. First and foremost, again, thank you. I'm from Louisiana, so I got to be humble. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We know that there's a million other platforms out there, but you chose to rock with us. But we need to ask a small favor. Technically, it's two small favors of you. All right. The first one is let's like this episode. And now in Sports Life Talk tradition, number two is free 99. We need you to help us to continue growing the momentum of the show. We need you to on the count of three in Sports Life Talk tradition, smash that subscribe button. Hey, will Bloomington hold us down, Steffi? I mean, uh, Rachel, look, I'm, I'm already thanking Steffi now. Will, will Bloomington hold us down? They will. I promise you. They're on it. They're all over. They're they going to show us some love. All right, here we go. Bloomington, Illinois. <laughs> on the count of three. Here we go. One, 
two, three. Ooh. Welcome to the Sports Life Talk family. Round it, we don't do fans, we don't do followers, we do family members, and you are our newest play cousin. So welcome to the family. Go check out our over 260 episodes of Sports Life Talk you got next. We got WNBA players, coaches, athletes, Olympians. I'm telling y'all, this journey has been crazy, and it's all right there for you to enjoy. Front, front, front row seat, all access pass. But today, buckle up. Because we're going to take you to the post. We're going to take you to the, to the paper. <laughs> we're going to take you to the sidelines. We're going to take you to the booth. We got a special one, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to listen to the story of Rachel Galligan. Rachel, are you ready for the Sports Life Talk initiation? My God, I, I got to step my game up on my podcast because you are the inter- you're, you're something different, man. I love it. I love it. I'm ready. No, don't go. do that. Let's don't go. do that, Rachel. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, please don't. I will never hear the end of this. All you right, ain't so gonna never hear the end of it. I already know. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm gonna be calling Rachel tomorrow. Rachel, what you doing? <laughs> Go ahead and block that number. If you get a three one eight, a call for three one eight, block it. All right, <laughs> okay. Initiate you into the SLT family. You got to give us your top five music artists. Oh man, any genre, right? Yes, this, this is, is your tough. show. Okay, this is your okay. show. All right, I love so much music, so this is really hard. I've been trying to pick my brain. First and foremost. I love Whitney Houston. I'm probably one of the biggest Whitney Houston fans you've ever seen. Um, I love Mariah Carey prior to 2005. Ooh, the, the pipes that you bring. I mean, the voices <laughs> right now. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm assuming Celine Dion finna hit the list too or something. Adele? I mean, good grief. We, I mean, we could easily put Selena, Selena, Mariah, Mariah, like vintage Mariah. Okay. I'm not going to bash on her new stuff, but we all know. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw a random one out there. Amos Lee. Have you guys heard of Amos Lee? No, we haven't. A little soul in there. A little soul kind of Southern folk action. Um, There is a jam band from the the late nineties, early two thousands called OAR. Love Never heard some of OAR, that. love some OAR, um, and then, God, I don't know, I gotta think one more. Just because I just saw him in concert, literally a few weeks ago, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Boom. Oh. There's my five. <laughs> what you giving a KT? It's the coach's call. I'm gonna let you call it. I was a little Whitney, bit all over the place. Whitney, Mariah, Earth, Wind, and Fire. The other two I don't know, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Aimless and AOR. Aimless and yeah. Aimless and AOR. Yeah, I heard of. A- uh, yeah, I, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to pretend. All right, Pete Jones. You got to give a five. Is that good? Is that good? That's great. Hey, that's Max. Okay. That's okay. Max okay. Rayden. Okay, I appreciate that. All right, wait, what's, what's next? What's next? Oh, she's on the road now. Right, so. <laughs> give us some of your favorite sports teams. Oh, um, man, you know, I live in Colorado now and I'm new to the scene. Um, I don't know much about hockey, but I got to tell you, since the Avs won it all, um, have really gotten into avalanche um, hockey, new to that. Uh, originally grew up in Illinois, grew up a Bears fan, really depressing to say mm. that. As, <laughs> but hey, like but you, you always got 85. You always got 85. Thank you. That case in point. Um, what else? I, you know, that's really it. I don't really have like a diehard sports team that I follow outside of just kind of like the local city that I'm living in at that time. For a while, I watched the Colts. Um, yeah, that's about it. Bear, I like the Cubs. I'm a Cubs fan. Um, 
you know, when they won the World Series, finally, that was great. But that's yeah, about it. Yeah. That's about it. I, I watched so we'll get into it, but I watched so much uh, women's basketball that that's kind of just it takes up all my time, to be honest with you. All right. So who is your favorite superhero and why? <sighs> um, honestly, Wonder Woman. Um, honestly, I just like the fact that she's a woman. And she had brown hair, and she was she seemed like a badass. Um, <laughs> she was, you know. There, 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 there wasn't. There's not a whole lot of, you know, like female superheroes out there. Um, so I always really liked her look and her vibe and her aesthetic and the whole outfit. Like I was about I was about Wonder Woman, um, and I would probably say Batman, just because I liked Batman. He didn't really have anything special that he could do. He just found a way to make it work. Uh, so I, I really I really liked Batman too. And then in the comic books, you know, they were pretty much a couple, too. So that's. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So Wonder Woman. Oh, that goes hand in hand. Perfect. Yeah. Lonnie Carter, <laughs> Gal Gadot. Oh, Lord. All right. So uh, since every good superhero needs their own theme music, Diana Prince, what would your theme song be? My theme song. Um, oof. You know, there's a really. I'm going to go with Whitney. Um, and it came out just a few years ago. Um, Higher Love. That was a great, great, great song. I don't remix. Know that jam, Kevin. You know it. You know it if you heard it. Um, yeah, Whitney, Higher Love. That is like, love it, love it. I love the energy. I'm like a big kind of like um, 90s, like dance club music, like those types of like songs get me going. So something like that along that edge. So what's funny, my wife and I, we were just talking about Whitney Houston because we were thinking about songs that had to do with, now it's nothing going on in my relationship. I'm just putting it out there first. <laughs> Songs that were about like people cheating, and y'all know that song "Saving All My Love for You." Oh yeah, Ooh, yeah. That was for uh, Jermaine Jackson. I did hear that. What? Before. Yes, that's the song she made for him. You know they were messing around when he was married. I did but not know that. Sir. Interesting fact. I did know that myself. Yeah, see, you never know what you're gonna get during this initiation. All right. <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of the SLT Nation, we want to welcome you to the family. So, B. Jones, please take it away, brother. Oh, welcome to the family. I just wish I could just reach over there and give you a big bow hug right now because I know I know if anybody can handle that, it, it is you, Rach. So let's start this thing off. Bloomington, Indiana, you had an illustrious career. So we got to figure, I, I, when did basketball become second nature to you? When did you fall in love with the game? Really, really early. Um, there's videos of my dad picking me up and like carrying me around the house and I'm like yelling bakaba bakaba that was one of my very first words that I ever said I don't know what the hell I was meaning with it um that they say basketball but I was pointing at the snack cabinet so who knows but um you know I grew up with a basketball in my hands and I mean I, I honest to god I have it's been just second nature to me from the start from you know since you have those little tight basketball hoops you know that was me um so I I really honestly don't know any different Wow. So, so, so now that takes us to, so you playing, you at a young age, when did you realize that, Hey, I'm a little different. Uh, you know, not only do I love this game, but you know, I'm playing with all my friends, but you know, I can kind of do what I want to out here on this court. Probably in the YMCA leagues, like, you know, when you're like 10 and maybe, you know, right before kind of junior high, um, everything's really awkward and, um, you know, you're still like trying to figure out your body and what you can do. Um, I kind of really realized, man, I've got something special here. Um, my dad and I were always, always, you know, I grew up watching the Chicago Bulls. 
um, that era, Pippen, Jordan. Um, and so we would, we would watch the Bulls and then we'd go out in the driveway and we would just go play. And I would mimic Michael Jordan. And, you know, I just had huge aspirations from a really young age. And it was pretty evident when you started playing organized basketball that, you know, there was something there and I could, I could probably go somewhere with this. And yeah, it was a sole focus of mine from a, from a really young age. Like Mike, if I could be like Mike, I want to be, I want to be. You remember that commercial? I would sing, but nobody wants to hear that. Nobody yeah, wants to hear want, that. We didn't want to hear him sing either. He still did. It, so, it didn't hey, so, uh, so, so now we were talking to some coaches. We, we first and foremost, y'all lock into this platform. Smash the subscribe button because me and Kevin, we are going to do everything in our possible power to help the WNBA and the women's basketball, the game in itself, just grow, grow, grow. That is one of our pillars, right? If you go, if you go to our website, that's one of our foundational pillars is support it. women's sports, man. Love women's sports. But, um, uh, we, we, you know, when you came up, we were talking to a coach. Women's basketball, as far as like WNBA, is really relatively young. When you look at where the NBA was like, you know, 50 years ago, that's kind of where women's basketball is right now, right? Yeah. You came along when it was ghost town. I mean, it was, you know, you were kind of one of the trailblazers, in my opinion. And, and, and so when you were going through the recruitment process, was there a lot of attention? Did, did you receive a lot of accolades? Did you feel kind of like, hey, I'm doing something special at the same time when you chose Eastern Illinois? You know, to, to your WNBA point, you know, like that was around 97. So, you know, I was right at that age where I really was starting to mature in the game and wanted to watch the game. So I had taken my time going from watching the Bulls and the NBA to now on Sundays, you got to see this new league play, you know, and, and I would be, I would think I was, I think I was about 11, 10 or 11 when the WNBA started. And I knew every Sunday there'd be a couple games on and I would just, right. you know, try and find the channel and you knew you'd get to watch you know, girls like me. And that was really um, a, a crucial moment in time. And I'm very thankful for that timing in my life because I was old enough to kind of really appreciate it and know that it was something new. Um, and, you know, not long after that, I fell in love with the Houston Comets, um, yeah. that dynasty the, of Cynthia Cooper, Cheryl Swoops. I mean, I, I, I just, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, I got I got a chance Tina to just, Tina Thompson, yeah, to, to, to follow them and to watch a dynasty, not just on, you know, from the NBA, from the Chicago Bulls, but then also in the WNBA. Um, so that was a really cool time. And I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, I was kind of that first era of kid, in my opinion, that, that really embraced that and had that exposure to that. And it was pivotal for me because now I didn't necessarily sit here and think, oh, I'm going to be in the WNBA. Um, I never was, but I, I thought I'm going to play professionally one day. Um, I think my sole focus, though, was getting a scholarship and going and playing college basketball. Um, I was not heavily recruited at all. Um, at that time, you know, I did not have a lot of experience on the travel basketball circuit. Um, you know, now knowing what I know, I right. would have loved to have seen, you know, what, what, what I could have become had I consistently played with some of those top Chicago teams and traveled around the country and, you know, really competed against the best of the best. I didn't do that. Um, my path was a little bit different. I really focused on my high school team and I played a little bit of travel basketball, but I never fully embraced it. I never fully, you know, made that huge commitment to it. So I was really under the radar. Um, I had okay. ambitions. How, ahead, how, often do you, how often do you look back and be like, man, if I had social media, 
Y'all, hey, I would have been a monster on y'all if, <laughs> if y'all had seen some of my footage. I mean, I, I really didn't come into my own until college, though. So I, okay. I, I kind of, I kind of can understand why I was under recruited. I was young for my class. Um, I didn't really have, you know, being a six-two kind of just post player. Like I, and this is nothing against my my high school coaches. We had a really good team, really good guard play. I wasn't really getting developed on the block. Um, that was going to come later in life, as most post play does. Um, you know, so I kind of really didn't come into my own till college. I don't think anybody really expected, maybe outside of my dad, um, the beast that I would have become <laughs> at Eastern <laughs> Illinois. Um, and honestly, I didn't either because I just, you know, I just knew I wanted to play and I knew I had ambitions of playing Division One basketball, but I didn't realize how good I could actually be. And it took the right person to pull that out of me, to be honest. Well, beast is an understatement. I mean, you you did you accomplished some some so much at Eastern Illinois. Now, did you did you get the opportunity to play in the WNBA? I don't know why I thought you 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 did play in the WNBA. Did you try no. out or tell us a little bit about that part of your journey after Eastern Illinois? Yeah, no, I mean, EIU was great. Um, that being at that level, it was a program that had to be completely rebuilt. So by the time I went as a freshman, we were really bad. By the time my whole class graduated, we were really good. So it was really neat to be a part of that process. I think for me. Um, a six-two kind of back to the basket center, um, you know, it was just too small for the WNBA, but good yeah. enough to, you know, really get. I, I would say that people were aware of me, but you know, you're going to put me up against Sylvia yeah. Fowles. That's probably not going to go over very well. Yeah, um, you know, Sylvia, <laughs> Sylvia, true, true to my heart. You know, that's she from. Hey, you know, she played at LSU. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I know my limits. So I, I, I got, I, I had an opportunity. You know, I think if I had a little more guard skill to me, I could shoot the basketball. But if I could handle the ball better than what I could, I, I probably had a shot. But I was lucky enough to really get a good contract and go play overseas and get that opportunity, which was a huge blessing. You know, there's a lot of people, especially coming from the level I was at. It's hard to get those opportunities, so yes. um, that was a that was a huge win for me and an incredible experience. Yeah, I, I don't know why when we first started doing this. I just thought if you wanted to go play overseas, you could. It ain't it don't work like that. It ain't even close to that. We've had some some overseas ball players come on here and kind of school us a little bit, and uh, it, it's it's a crazy uh, yeah. process. So let's talk about you making this transition, right? You take this 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 athletic, competitive, uh, uh, this this beast and this monster on the court and now you go and you 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 now want to present the game you now want to be a part of the game in a different aspect to where you actually provide in the form of entertainment tell us a little bit about that maturation process from going off the courts into the uh into the the color commentating booth you know it it, it was weird because um the reason i stopped playing was because i got an opportunity to coach division one basketball and i was like 22 at my alma mater and um i kind of had a choice to make I'm like do i hang them up or do i go coach um now there was like a a, a six month gap in there where i got my first taste of being a color commentator for my alma mater um and i loved it my degree was in communications if you give me a microphone i'm gonna talk 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 um i was able to analyze the game you know as a former player for that coach and, and i loved it so i kind of put that in my back pocket and just said i really enjoy this um but let's just kind of see where this coaching thing goes so i mean the 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 start of my career was definitely being being able to have my hand in a bunch of different stuff 
being able to experience um, the game, not just as a coach, as a recruiter, um, as an international traveler recruiting internationally, uh, but being able to be an analyst as well. So um, from there, I coached Division I um, basketball for like seven years. Eastern Illinois at Ball State. I was at Grand Canyon. I coached at the NAI level for a second. Um, and, and I mean, obviously that was invaluable being able to do that at such a young age and, um, you know, different levels, different, different phenomenal universities across the country. And as I'm doing it, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm recruiting internationally, which is a huge aspect of what I do now. I do a lot of things and it's really good yeah, for a lot say. of people now. <laughs> you're, you're, doing, so, you're doing everything. Yeah, I, I've done a lot of stuff, probably outside of refing. Uh, that's probably the one thing I have not done. But um, yeah, so I, I was recruiting internationally. I was really, really good at recruiting, um, really good at post-development. Um, and so I would travel all over the world and I, I would recruit these players from different countries in Europe. I would recruit a couple players from Slovakia, from Sweden, from Spain. Um, and I kind of had this desire in my heart, like, okay, I've got this... I'm at this point in my life, I think I was 26. I'm like, you know, I kind of feel like there's more I want to be doing. And, and coaching at that time was kind of putting me in a box. I couldn't explore some of the other areas, things that I wanted to do. So I made the jump of getting out of coaching. I decided to move out West to Colorado. Just again, I had grown up in the Midwest and Illinois and Indiana my whole life. I wanted a, a change of scenery, a new opportunity uh, just to see the world and, you know, have a little bit of freedom at that point. Um, and I decided, you know, I just kind of started putting my name out there. Like, am I going to get a nine to five? Am I going to, you know, get into sales? What am I going to do? And it always came back to basketball. I could not get away from women's basketball in some way, shape or form. And so I started training. Um, I started, um, I, I wanted to start my own international recruiting service, which is a huge aspect of what I do now called go global recruiting. Um, and I had to get up enough courage to do that. And finally, it took me a few years of kind of figuring it out. You know, we go, we go through those, those aspects of life where you kind of just have to figure out what you're doing and what that looks like. Um, and actually when it comes to the media as aspect of stuff, um, I was looking for something that would complement go global, the international stuff, because while I, I get to go overseas and recruit internationally and help the universities here, um, it does leave opportunity to do other things. And I always wanted my life to look like that. I wanted to do a lot of different things and I wanted to grind in a way, um, you know, that not only just gave me freedom, but let me just kind of use a lot of the different tools and passions I had picked up. So I reached That's out dope. to a, yeah, I reached out to an outlet called hero sports. Um, not sure if you guys remember it or familiar, they kind of found their niche in like division two and football. And I just reached out one, 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 I think summer. And I said, Hey, do you ever need anybody who can like be an analyst or just talk about the game for you guys? I don't even know what you do. Um, didn't hear back. They had, I heard back from them, I think like three or three or four months later. And they said, Hey, yeah, are, are you interested in writing for us and covering NCAA tournament? And I was like, writing, like, I've, I mean, I've talked about the game at this point. I'm still doing the color commentating. I had done it for air force Academy for years. I had done the Illinois state tournament, you know, um, some stuff in the Mac at Ball State, uh, but I had never written before. So Hero Sports was like, yeah, we want you to kind of write about the NCAA tournament and just write like you're a coach, analyze it, tell us what you see. Um, and so I, I was like, okay, I, I guess. So I just started writing like I was talking about the game. Um, and that was 
I don't know, maybe five years ago. And here we are now. I'm like writing for, for, for just women's sports. And I've done a lot of work with Windsider, which is a huge you know platform of ours talking about the WNBA. And um, that's kind of how I got into um, the position I'm in right now, being kind of a um, a voice of the WNBA and a huge advocate for it and, and writing stories and analyzing the game. I mean, it's just been a, a hell of a jury for me. Hey, y'all gotta go check out Just Sports, <laughs> Just Women Sports, because I went and checked out some of the articles, like the the twelve leading coaching candidates. That article super dope. The uh, I mean, you just got you got a lot of great work on there. I saw Appreciate you did that. something about Sylvia Files, and yep. I was able to ch- kind of comb through it for one second. But uh, you know, I want to I want to touch on the global recruiting thing uh, because me and Kevin we had the privilege of going to a WNBA game, and uh, when you think about like. Uh, you know, the top four players in the NBA, just the regular NBA, are all international players. Giannis, Joel Embiid, uh, the, the guy, K- Luka Doncic. So, yeah. I mean, okay. it, yeah, Jokic. So, so the, the best players in the world uh, can be from overseas. And then we were at this WNBA game. And I mean, literally, it was probably about, I don't want to be over embellished. So, Kevin, correct me, but it was about five or six people. And they had on these German German colors. They had the German flag. We watching the Chicago Sky versus the versus my Dallas Wings, right? And uh, they were there to see Erica Messerman and yeah. uh, and another young lady who who, who played. I think it was uh, Courtney. Uh, Vanders- no, no, yep. no, 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 no. is the point guard. No, that's not her. She's from here. Are you what, talking what, about Belgium? You're talking about Belgium. So it was. Julie well, maybe Alamond. it was Belgium. Yes, Julie, Julie yes. Alamond. Yeah, Julie Alamond. That's who it was. And I mean, yeah. they were in that thing deep, and they were celebrating. Yeah. I thought they were because I was like, "Why do people over there wearing this? You know, these, these foreign colors?" And then after the game, they came down, and the yeah. players came out. It was it was pretty cool. But it's a big time international presence in basketball, yeah. and we yeah. need that here. I thought that was a, a, a cool moment uh, to see another country be represented so well on our WNBA courts. Tell tell us a little bit about of how you are integrating the sport, and do you see any of your players coming through or? or getting that opportunity? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough. Like, I just came back from Portugal. I came back from um, Greece and Spain the last month and a half. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm getting them, and I'm watching them at the grassroots level. So they're, they're under 16, under 18. So high school age here. Um, and so the position I'm in is basically assisting the colleges. They basically, I'm like an extension of their coaching staff, if you will. And they rely on me to kind of be their eyes and ears overseas, primarily in Europe. Um, There's a ton of talent in Australia. There's a ton of talent in Canada. I mean, I focus really just on Europe. Um, And so I work with, you know, those girls um, and and the the college coaches here who want to, you know, look to bring in international players. So from that standpoint, it's it's an early phase of their their, of their career. Now, I've worked with several. I mean, Raquel Carrera was a player who came from Spain, loved her. She would have been an absolute stud at the collegiate level. She decided not to come over. She decided to go straight to pro, playing pro in Valencia in Spain, but she was drafted by the Atlanta Dream. I think it was back in maybe two years ago. Uh, she hasn't come over yet. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm in a really interesting position where – a lot of the girls I've helped come over, you know, they're, they're, they're now seniors in college. Um, Lorella Kubai was a, was a really, really tough Italian player who played at Georgia Tech. She was drafted. I mean, you know, it's, it's different in the WNBA because roster spots are so hard to come by. Oh, my God. Um, and, and, yeah, and the calendar year is really hard, um, especially, you know, get whatever summer it might be. 
um, it's tough for international players to fully commit to coming coming to the WNBA. But man, this was a really good summer for it. We had a lot of really talented top players that were over here. You talk about the the Belgian top top ones from the Chicago Sky, but you know across the league um, was a really good summer to just see the international talent on a really really high level. Um, but no, I mean I, I'm watching them at a really young age, and I think it's neat because I've kind of got in my mind, okay. Here's maybe my top five that I think have a shot of really making it in the WNBA, and, and you know, let's just see how that works and, and see how they, they progress and how they develop through their collegiate career. But um, you know, that the landscape is changing too because now more and more people want to recruit internationally. Um, those, those players want to come over here and play in the states. Now we're talking about WNBA expansion, so you know, more roster spots. Um, you know, as as time goes on, but now we could get into a whole other conversation about uh, prioritization and, and you know, are is it enticing enough for international players to come over year after year? That's that's for another time. But uh, man, I just love it. I love watching the game on such a global level at all levels, and I'm lucky enough I get to do get to do it all. Well, do you need an assistant? Because I, I would love to travel and go to <laughs> please, Portugal. Please, please. <laughs> yep, let's go. All right, I got to ask you. I got to ask you the hard question, though, because I just personally, I think it's a travesty that uh, we got WNBA competing up against the, the WNBA finals competing up against the NFL. It just broke my heart. I, I mean, like one of the, the, I mean, this was an amazing finals and it was overshadowed by fantasy football kicking off the weekend. But, uh, but, but, but let me ask you this question. You you, you talked about expansion. So what needs to happen for the women's game to take that next leap? Because I'm all in. I'm playing fantasy football. You had Natasha Hedeman. I had on my squad. I, I dropped her. Then tried to pick her up and somebody else went and got her. Then she goes off and, and plays in the in the finals. I was sick to my stomach. Yeah. But uh but yeah, so what, what do you think needs to happen to, to, to progress the game and take that next level? Is it an international presence? Is, are we missing something there? Well, no, I don't, I don't think we're missing anything. I think if anything, you've got to make it, you've, the, the league is now going to try and make players um, decide with prioritization, like, hey, you've got to be here at training camp or else you're going to get fined or you're, you know, you're going to be limited. So now, you know, you're, we're kind of in a time where maybe we see fewer and fewer domestic players going and playing internationally because, you know, the, the, the whole, all the, they all run together. The, the international yep. season is going on during the college season, and then everybody's showing up late to the WNBA season if, if your team yes. is playing late into Euro Cup. So, I mean, it's it's hard, um, you know, to even have your roster here on time for the WNBA. So I think the league is, is really trying to make it a focal point of, hey, you know, by the time training camp starts, you got to be here. That being said, I think that hurts a lot of players because they make the bulk of, especially those middle tier yes. players that don't have the endorsements, yep. they're making the bulk of their money overseas. So it's really going to be interesting how this plays out, you know, until the league can find more funding and pay these women more, you know, and, and it's gotten better, but are we where we need to be? Not even close. Not um, even close. Not even close. I think, you know, obviously expansion is a huge topic of, you know, excitement. Everybody likes that. I personally like having the debate and I'm, I, I mean, I, I can't wait until we have the two expansion cities. And I think not long after that, we're going to have two more. So in the course of probably the next five years, we'll have four new expansion teams. Oh, that's critical. It's crucial. What, I mean, what cities do you want to see it in? I, I think Houston, got to bring Houston back. I think it's going to be Bay Area, um, Toronto. I would Bay love Area. Nashville. I would love Nashville because I think Nashville has. Yeah. 
um, a really good market there. Um, yep. and I'm just going to, I'm just going to get selfish because, because it's, because I don't can't, don't you say I, Denver. I, I want, I want one in Denver. I, know God, I Denver, knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm just going to say Denver. So I think that expansion will be, it, it's, it's inevitable, but I like the idea of expanding the roster. Um, I think that's number one. It's, it's right. some players that were drafted last year. Right. And I mean, they were some of the dopest players out there and they, yeah. they sitting at the house right now. Well, and I the just, hard thing is, you know, you got 12 spots and then, you know, a couple players get hurt and then you're signing hardship waivers and there's just like a revolving door of players moving around, like expand the roster, you know, or, or have, you know, a, 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 a situation where you could at least have a few more players under each team, you know, when they do hit those hardship uh, scenarios. I, I think that's a, personally not talked about enough um, is expanding the rosters. I, I, I agree, but uh, but Kevin, you ready? You ready to do what we do? To do what we do and do it well? Let's go! All right, man, because I, I kind of tell you got a little trembling in your voice. <laughs> I'm Rachel Galligan. Welcome to the championship rounds. This is the part of the show where Kevin and I we compete, and you are now officially calling all the shots. Have you ever played a game called Would You Rather before? Yeah, of course. All right, so the rules are very simple. Both Kevin and I will present you an option. You select one of those options, and whichever one you select, that host gains a point. The first host to get two points, or the best out of three will win this episode's game of Championship Browns. And I don't know who won the last game, Kevin. You know who won the last three. (laughs) Woo! No, I won the last one. No, I won the last one. I won the last three. Nice try, sir. No, 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 you're right. I know no. I'm right. I know I'm right. I'm about to tell you. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. I just thought yeah. about you. You won that episode. Yeah, but I won. Rachel, three. you was about to see a family go, a family yeah, feud. Yeah. I was ready for it. I was like, hey, B. Jones, I can admit when I'm wrong. So you did win the last one. All right. So I get to go first, Rachel. I get to yeah. kick this thing off. Here we go. Round number one. Would you rather have. I don't know. Let, let me, who's who's a dope producer in the game right now? Would you rather have a top flight movie producer turn your life story, your basketball story, your journey into a movie featured on HBO or have a top flight producer produce your story, but it's going to be a series on Netflix? Netflix. Netflix? You heard yeah. it. She said Netflix. Netflix. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just wait. Come on. Killing me. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Round number two. <laughs> I don't know why. I know it's happening. I, I laugh at it every time. All right. So would you rather host your own cooking show where you interview yeah. athletes as they take you to their favorite places to eat in their hometowns Ooh. and you're not the one that's doing the cooking or... Would you rather host a YouTube basketball pickup series where you get to interview professional basketball players playing one-on-one while interviewing them in the gyms that they grew up in? Yours. Gyms, one-on-one, in the gym. Yeah, all day. That'd be fun. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we tied. It's one to one. We go into the final round. I kind of, I kind of like winning round one because round two. Now I got to go first in round three. All right, here we go. Round number three. Would you, would you rather have a sports award named after you, the Rachel Galligan Trailblazer Award? You know, giving the opportunity to some basketball player overseas to come over here, or would you rather Nike? name a basketball shoe after you 
and have him introduced during the WNBA All-Star Game. I'm not a big sneakerhead. I'm going to go with the award. I'm not. I know that's not cool to say. Yeah! But I'm just <laughs> oh, my goodness! Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm history has been made again. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Y'all got a belt Rachel. and everything. Yeah, wow. Rachel, you my sister from another mother. You did this. <laughs> you did this. It's so heavy. Oh my God. Oh, best episode ever. Best episode ever. <laughs> but then you said that last time you won, so you just... <laughs> Yeah. Hold on. I got so excited I knocked my, my headphones out here, KT. I got so excited. I... All right. You see, he's not right. humble when he wins. That's why I hate the people. Oh my God. You see this? Great. I love you guys. Okay, B. Jones, goodness. <laughs> we need more Alhorn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right, Rachel. That that was epic. I'm gonna. I promise. You I'm gonna hold it over him for the for the rest of the week. Y'all yeah. gotta stay tuned to the next episode to see who win the next one. I'm going to repeat, repeat. I'm, I'm gonna bring it back one more time. That's three. That's two in a row for me. But Rachel, the title of the show is you got next. You kind of told us a little bit about what the future holds for you. I guess I kind of spoiled it. I was just so interested. But go, y'all go follow her at Rach Gal, but uh, on Twitter and IG. But what what in your opinion? You know, what is the long, the long term? What is the long game here? Where, where, if, if we following your journey, what can we expect to see out of you here uh, over the next couple of years? I, I will remain in women's basketball in some shape and form, probably professionally, definitely collegiately in this kind of hybrid gray area, um, helping kind of bridge the gap with both of them in different ways. Um, there's, there's probably nothing on this planet that can take me away from this game. So uh, whether I'm coaching it, whether I'm in the media, um, honest to God, my, my dream was to just do a bunch of different things and have it all kind of fit together in this puzzle. So I hope I get to do this forever. I really do. All right. So do you have any shout outs you want to give? Shout out to Steffi Sorensen, um, good friend of mine, one of my best friends for kind of recommending me to, to you amazing guys. This has been so much fun uh, being on here. This is amazing. I can't wait to to talk about y'all and promote this. And Steffi's amazing. She's getting ready to jump onto the SEC season. She works for ESPN. So uh, shout out to her. Shout out to Just Women's Sports, um, the platform they're building, um, the, the, the everything they're raising for it, the, the, the funding. Every, I mean, I just love what that outlet is doing. And, and last but not least, my other outlet, uh, Windsider. Um, anybody who's followed the WNBA fairly closely for the last few years is aware of REA, uh, my other podcast host, um, and our, our wonderful team of writers and staff. Again, just an independent outlet that just grinds um, for the love of the game. I always got to give them a shout out because they inspire me every single day. All right, Rachel. So this is the part of the show where you get a chance to call the person that you think should have next. Tell them, hey, I got a chance to rock with B. Jones and KT. I told them my story. I want you to do the same thing. With that said, who are you giving your game ball to? Ooh. It can be anybody, right? It can be anybody. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pass the game ball to my former coach, um, former WNBA player, trailblazer in the game, um, Hall of Famer at Indiana. Um, one of the funniest people on the face of the planet. Her name, her, her maiden name was Quasi Barnes. Now it's Quasi Timmons. She is an absolute riot in terms of everything she's done in the game. She's now coaching high school basketball in Georgia, but she coached collegiately. She coached me. 
Uh, she played in the league. So she's just a phenomenal, uh, like I said, trailblazer and advocate of the game. I'm passing it off to her. All right, Quasi Simmons, you you are officially on the clock. You got next. Rachel Galligan, you are so necessary. You are so transcendent. Hey, you you are the trailblazer. I'm telling you, your authenticity is bleeding through the screen. I am I am just head over heels crazy about. I can't wait to follow you. Everything you got going on, all nine or ten irons in different lifestyles you live in. Right? I can't wait to follow you. But Rachel Galligan, you got next. Sports Life Talk Nation. Oops, we did it again. We brought y'all some heat. We told y'all, buckle up, man, because hey, it's only gonna get better. It's only gonna get bigger. And we only we only can do this because of you. So we appreciate all of y'all support. We appreciate y'all coming back time and time again, liking the episodes. Don't forget to share this episode with somebody. There's somebody out there that need to know how to get recruited. They can they can reach out to Rachel Galligan. Help us grow the show. Don't forget to like it. Don't forget to smash that subscribe uh, button. Don't uh, become part of our family. I, I'm shamelessly plug it again, Kevin, because I love doing it. We go live Wednesday night at eight o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, we stream on YouTube and Twitter. What am I missing, Kevin? I'm so excited. I'm sorry. I, I'm just super excited right now. This has been just an amazing show, and I got the goosebumps. Yeah. You know, what, what am I missing, KT? Well, B. Jones, you know, I hate losing you and anything. Uh, is it really losing, though? Is it really yeah. losing? Well, no, no. Well, uh, yeah. Okay, I lost in championship rounds, but we gained a new family member. So, no, I, I didn't yeah. lose. So, Rachel, thank you so much for rocking with us. You lost. For your, no, you lost. Shut up. <laughs> for, your ne- for your Netflix series, what actress would you want to play you? Oh, God. I don't know. Just think about Ooh, it. Because you're like I, the no, version oh. of no, what about um, what, what, what was the woman um who played Rose on uh Titanic? Uh, Kate Winslet. That's Kate Winslet has got to play you. Okay, I can see that. Now, Julia, that, Ro- how about Julia Roberts or Kate Winslet? Julia's Either off one. the chain. Julia, yeah, I was gonna say that, one, that would both, be an honor. That they're both great honor. actresses, so yeah. So, I mean, I'm probably about a foot taller than both of them, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah uh, no, Julia Roberts is kind of tall. I thought she was like she might be like five ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe I don't know about Kate Winslet. She may be about five six, five seven. <laughs> but yeah. I like Kate Winslet though. So <laughs> yeah, I, I love Kate Winslet. She's dope. Um, hey, you guys are amazing. Thank you for everything you're doing. This is this has been so fun to be a part of. Um, I'm really excited to amplify this. I mean, anything I can do to help y'all. And again, I just huge fan you gained a huge fan a big follower a family member anything i can do i just appreciate you both so much no thank you good. so much for rocking with us we really appreciate it yep good because i had a vision of love <laughs> see only real mariah fans only real mariah fans gonna yes. know that we threw that back to the old mariah sports life talk nation we love y'all stay safe be blessed respect each other and love one another because together we are better and keep dreaming big because you never know your story may be the next one featured on sports life talks you got next yeet See what's crazy is I knew you had next because you always working, you always grinding, you're in your bag because you're always working. Like in due time, I just I knew you got next. Oh, you did it, huh? Crack the code. You got next, you smashing goals. You want next, you need exposure. Well, sports like talk out the baddest show, like the baddest hut in the room. Podcast to tune into just for you to talk your shit. Talk your mushroom. You want what you eat and you should consume. Sports like talk from the late night to the afternoon, then rest repeat. Hit the like, leave a comment, or subscribe so you don't miss a beat. You got next. Just a small taste of a winning meal from a chef type of celebrity What's up next is you, at least you better be Yeah
just like me You got next And what comes next Tune in next time and you'll see Cause if you got next, yeah If you got next If you got next Then you're just like me If you got next If you got next, yeah If you got next Then you know where to be I'm talking sports life, talking this Yeah, yeah, yeah